0: Beyond Blathers, the podcast where we dive deeper into the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm Olivia de And
1: I'm Sophia Osborne.
0: And if you want to support the show, check out our merch store at etsy.com slash shop slash beyondblathers to see all the stickers, postcards, and sticker sheets we have for sale.
1: Yeah, they feature Olivia's beautiful episode illustrations and some other fun cartoons, so... Yeah, I'm just obsessed with them. And thank you to everyone who's already ordered. So yeah, go check it out if you haven't.
0: Yeah, we've sold out of some of the sticker sheet designs. So that's exciting.
1: Yeah, super exciting.
0: So this week, Sophia is going to tell us about the spider crab. And I really can't believe we haven't done this creature yet.
1: Yeah, me too. Because they're kind of an iconic creature in the game. I don't know if people are really still doing this, but I remember when people kinda had their spider crab like pets in the game and they're just so big and <laughs> kind of freaky and weird and Yeah, they're 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 iconic.
0: Yeah, you can just kind of place them wherever you want. And usually in the game, if you place a creature, it's like in a fishbowl or like some sort of terrarium, and this one's just like out. Yeah. And it's the freakiest looking thing. They cannot quite be funny. contained. <laughs> no. Yeah, so I, I really want to learn more. But before we get into it, let's see what Blathers has to say. So if you bring a spider crab to Blathers, he'll say, Hoot hoot, I do so hope to not hyperventilate as I regale you with the spider crab's qualities. But I would be remiss if I did not point out that this, the largest crab on earth, looks like a giant spider. Arachnophobia aside, this crab is a magnificent creature to be sure. Though they can grow up to 12 feet from claw to claw and weigh up to 40 pounds, they're said to be docile. In fact, these gentle giants love to hide, attaching seaweed and sponges to their shell as camouflage. My feathers, if only I could unsee the spider in the spider crab, I'm sure I'd find it charming as can be. Wow. This is an oddly forgiving intro from Blather's.
1: I guess so. I was going to say that I think Blathers, like, really tells on himself here with this sort of anti-insect and spider bias. Because it's just very, like, if, well, if it wasn't, you know, a spider, then I'd like it. He's just very clear about that.
0: Yeah, he's owning it.
1: Yeah. But I think this is a good description. Like, the like he kind of hits on most of the facts, actually, Yeah, in in kind of typical fashion for a lot of the sort of sea creatures that we do, there's not a ton known about the spider crab, actually, which I found interesting because I just feel like if I was a marine biologist, like, these would be pretty cool to study. Like, they're just so weird and and big and interesting. Like, I don't know if I would say that they're charismatic, but they kind of are in their own way.
0: Yeah, just mere size can... Assist in something's charisma or at least popularity in like the general public,
1: yeah, exactly, so I was sort of surprised, but but like they live kind of in deep water, so it's just sort of that thing again of just not being very accessible for for study, yeah, but there are things to talk about for sure,
0: so can we talk a bit more about what they look like? like do they actually look like a spider?
1: I think they do. um, they are a crab, obviously, but as Father said, they very much look like arachnids. They have the actual body or carapace, which can be about a foot across in size, which is big in and of itself. <laughs> and the carapace is orange on top with a white belly. And then they have these extremely long, thin legs, like very, very long and sort of spindly. And the legs are also orange, but they can have blotches of white. And they have 10 legs in total, eight that are sort of like normal, you know, spidery looking thin legs, which are called walking legs. And then they have two in the front, which have pincers or claws on the end. And these clawed legs are called calipeds. And the calipeds of an adult male are considerably longer than his walking legs while an adult female has calipeds that are shorter than her walking legs. And these are the legs that, when spread apart, can be up to 12 feet from claw to claw on males. Holy. Yeah, up to 12 feet. But it's kind of like, it's, it feels like almost an exaggerated size because, you know, you have to, like, spread them fully apart. But I guess that's sort of like wingspan or something. But, yeah, they are very, very big and kind of tall. They're tall.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like I'm imagining if, if you flatten 12 foot long legs, but like you got to imagine those are curled. That really lifts the animal up. Yeah. In quite a freaky way. That's like two social distancing distances apart. That's a lot.
1: That's like a whole human like tall person for each leg. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: Just having that realization. Wait, yeah, that, that's a person. <laughs> that's big. Like a like a tall person. A tall person. Like you are not. You are shorter than a single spider crab leg.
1: I Just am let that sink like in. a foot shorter. <laughs> that's, wow. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> My goodness. So they're the largest crab. Is that is that the case?
1: Yeah, like Blathers said, they're the largest crab. And they're actually the longest living arthropod. Oh. We can't really say that they're the largest arthropod because the American lobster can weigh just like a few pounds more than the biggest spider crabs. But they're very, very big. It's it's again, like we've talked about on the show, kind of like how do you measure bigness? There's different ways. But these are very, very large arthropods.
0: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So where do they live? Like are we going to be finding this sort of thing running around a beach?:
1: Yeah, luckily, we are not going to here in Canada. But yeah, actually this question sort of brings up taxonomy a bit, because what we see in the game is the Japanese spider crab, which has the name Makrokira Kemfiri. And as the name suggests, it's found in Japan. More specifically, they are mostly found on the Pacific side of the Japanese islands Konshu and Kyushu. And actually, Japanese spider crabs have been found as far south as eastern Taiwan, but scientists think this is probably a one-time event and that this particular crab was maybe brought there by a fishing trawler or extreme weather. So they're pretty limited in their range. The actual Japanese spider crab, which is the one that we see in the game, in terms of where they live in the ocean in their habitat they're usually found on sandy and rocky bottoms at depths of 50 to 600 meters so that's 160 to 2000 feet so like i said they can get pretty deep out and that's usually where the adults are during spawning season the crabs spend most of their time in shallower waters and in their life cycle the the younger crabs sort of stay shallower and then they'll kind of move deeper as they grow older. We should also quickly talk about the European spider crab because that is also a spider crab, at least in its common name, but is quite different. So the European spider crab, or the mahasquinado, looks kind of similar to its Japanese counterpart, but is much smaller. So, yeah, I I kind of would say that it's just more of a normal-looking crab. They're still spidery-looking, but not, like, nightmare spider. I would actually kind of say that it's sort of like seeing, you know, a smaller, thicker spider versus, like, a daddy-long-legs vibe.
0: Okay. I feel like that's a good comparison because I know which crabs you're talking about, and I think that's accurate.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, they still have... A spider vibe but it's more of like a regular crab spider vibe I, yeah they're, they've they got thicker legs they're just a lot smaller and these guys are found in the northeast atlantic and the mediterranean so while the european and japanese spider crabs are in the same super family they're in different actual families so i just want to kind of reiterate that they're not you know different species of the same genus or just Thing, if that makes sense. They're not they're not super closely related. There's also the Leptomithrax Gaimardi, whose common name is the Great Spider Crab, although I also saw it as giant spider crab in an article, which is confusing because sometimes the Japanese spider crab is called the like giant Japanese spider crab or like Japanese giant spider crab. <laughs> so <laughs> that kind of threw me off for a second. But yeah, this is funny because their leg span is only about a foot or maybe two feet, which is a lot less giant than the Japanese spider crab's 12 foot leg span. So just a funny naming thing there.
0: Oh, common names or English names, they just are confusing. Yeah.
1: But yeah, the great spider crab is found in the coastal waters of Western Australia, South Australia, Victoria, New South Wales and Tasmania. So, I don't know, just Australia continues to have scary spiders, I guess, even if they're crabs. (laughs) But one thing I did want to mention about these great spider crabs is they're known to form these big aggregations. So during winter each year, they'll gather all together in shallow water. And I don't want to be, like, judgmental and say that it's creepy, but I don't think (laughs) blathers would like it. (laughs)
0: I think it's okay to say something's creepy, but you appreciate it and you respect it. Yeah. But it can still be creepy. I think creepy is also like a fun feeling. When I'm creeped out by something, I'm also intrigued. Like, you know, I kind of like a little bit of creepy.
1: Totally. It has that vibe of like, you know, when you see someone's wall is like covered in spiders and everyone is like, you need to just burn your house down. It's kind of like that, but with the whole ocean floor.
0: Yeah, like just imagine you're going to the beach and there's just like an army of alien crabs in the water just lurking.
1: Truly, like (laughs) Like, they're just covering it. But yeah, it is kind of awe-inspiring in its own way, like sort of like awesome in the very literal definition of the word.
0: Absolutely.
1: And they think that aggregating crabs move in from deeper waters where they're usually more spread out. And divers report clusters of crabs moving together in summer and early autumn before they gather and settle for the mass winter aggregation. After the aggregation, they think the crabs disperse back to the deeper ocean.
0: And why are they aggregating? Like, what's the point of that?
1: Yeah, so scientists think that they're gathering so that they can have safety in numbers while they molt, because when they molt, they're a lot more vulnerable to attack. And there was a theory that they were gathering to mate, but apparently that hasn't been backed up by observations by the divers.
0: Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, because I would have assumed it was to mate, but that it would also make sense that they want to have protection while they molt because that's such a vulnerable period in any animal's time, even birds when they molt their feathers or like literally anything. So
1: cool. Yeah, it's kind of cute that they would all come together to, like, to look out for <laughs> each other while they're...
0: They're like having a rough time. They're like, okay, it's that time of the year. Must gather. (laughs) Bros helping bros. It's just going to be good. It's inspiring. So going back to the Japanese spider crab, uh, which is probably what we're seeing in the game, is it one species or is it multiple species?
1: So yeah, this is interesting. I'm pretty sure there's only one living or extant species of Japanese spider crab but there are multiple fossil species. Yeah, and I was sort of confused about this. I couldn't really find good information about... It seems like there are kind of probably four fossil species. But it also seems like it's sort of disputed. Yeah, it seems like there's one species that doesn't like fit cleanly into the group. But... Yeah, there, there are two species that are from the Miocene in Japan, which would have been from 23 to 5 million years ago. And then there's a species that's from the Pliocene. And then there's one species from the Oligocene, which was actually found in Washington state in the United States. So I don't know. I would really like – I'd be interested to read more about this. But yeah, it seems like there there are like fossil species – which is interesting.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I want to see those fossils. I wonder if they're as big. So a lot of the sea creatures we've covered in the game are pretty popular and interesting foods. So do people also eat spider crab?
1: Apparently the Japanese spider crab is considered a delicacy. And I guess I can't imagine why Like, they are so big. There must be a lot of meat on them. Even just in like the carapace alone, That's a big carapace, but then they have these legs as well. But since they're at quite deep depths, they're apparently pretty hard to catch. I did read about some sort of over-harvesting of them, which we can talk about a bit in the conservation chat at the end. But yeah, they are apparently a delicacy, but it sounds like they're pretty rare to eat.
0: Hmm. Yeah, they do look kind of good. <laughs> like, crab is kind of yummy, so... Yeah, I do like I feel like, like this would just be, like, more meat on the crab, which is always... I always feel like I eat crab, and then I'm like, oh, well, that was two bites.
1: Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, actually, they're, they weigh almost as much as the American lobster, as I said. So, like, that's very meaty. Yeah,
0: definitely. So you had mentioned how the great spider crab molds... Does the Japanese spider crab also molt?
1: Yeah, they do. And actually, the crabs might lose legs to predators or fishing nets throughout their life. And the legs can actually grow back when they molt, which is pretty cool. I was reading this academic article, but the article was in Japanese, so I wasn't really reading it. I guess I was just taking a look at it. (laughs) Uh, But I saw this cool time lapse of photographs of a Japanese spider crab molting. And apparently it's about a 100-minute process. If you look at the photos, they basically kind of emerge from the back of the exoskeleton. And it just sort of looks like they're taking off a hoodie or something, like kind of like pulling (laughs) something off like over their head um, and just sort of backing out of it.
0: They're doing like the TikTok model, like taking off the hoodie, crossing the
1: arms, trying to look cool. Yeah. Again, it kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies like to see this time lapse, but... It was also very cool, but there's just something about, like, I don't know if you feel this way, but I think there's something about kind of molting and, like, exoskeletons and stuff or even with snakes with molting and everything that's just a little bit, I don't know, off putting or, like, unsettling.
0: It feels very alien and I feel like it's such a big feature of, like, any horror movie. Like, the whole, like, ripping off the skin to, like, reveal something underneath. That's such a, like, big trope.
1: Yeah, that's true. There's probably something there about deception or I don't know.
0: Yeah. Or just like when things molt, they're often very like baby looking. But like I think maybe what creeps us out is that they look kind of newborn. Often they're like pale, like kind of whitey pink.
1: Yeah.
0: When creatures molt and then they're kind of like sticky and wet or like not really sticky and wet, but just like kind of mucusy looking. It definitely looks like a very like like messed up like human birth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that's maybe that's true. why it freaks
0: us out. Like Yeah. That's my only like my guess for why it freaks us out. And also I think we can't help but feel like, oh my God, what if I ripped like what if I molted and that feels like painful?
1: Yeah, and it's such a vulnerable state. I I guess we've probably talked about it on the podcast before, but That episode of Spongebob where Mr. Krabs molts is, like, just so disturbing. Like, that (laughs) lives in my brain rent-free for sure.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting you say it It looks like pulling off a hoodie because, like, in every molting video of, like, insects or, like, yeah, like, I'm thinking, like, cicadas or cockroaches. Like, that is so commonly how different creatures mold or like tarantulas they'll just sort of like explode out of the, like the back of their body it's very weird
1: yeah no totally i think you're right but there's like a weird i think yeah i think we project onto it like oh i wouldn't want to kind of do that i don't know
0: even though it's the ultimate exfoliation like wouldn't we want that it
1: is <laughs> like think of the skincare. <laughs> And just like feeling reborn. Like I guess our cells regenerate every seven years and we're like a new person, but you don't get to have that moment of feeling like I've really, I'm moving on. I'm like growing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so weird. Well, moving on.
0: <laughs> let's talk about what the spider crabs eat. Like they're so huge. Why? What's going
1: on? what are, What is their prey? I honestly don't get it. Like I actually didn't answer the question of why they're so big. I'm not sure why they are. It doesn't seem to be about, you know, their prowess as predators, really. Because as Bathers said, they're they're not as scary as they look. They're basically scavengers. I should mention that they can't swim. So they're basically just walking around on the ocean floor looking for yummy, dead, and decaying matter. They'll eat dead fish, algae, and invertebrates. And they have been known to occasionally prey on mollusks, live algae, and small invertebrates that they'll catch. But all in all, they sound like pretty gentle giants.
0: Huh. Well, that's kind of interesting. Like, okay, so does anything eat them? Like, or is their size sort of a defense in that way?
1: Yeah, so maybe this is why they're so big, but I honestly don't know. But Their size and their pretty intense shells means that they don't have a lot of predators they're just kind of intimidating and like it's a lot it's a lot to take on to hunt them yeah but apparently some octopuses will sometimes come along and like tear off one of their legs oh fun yeah which is kind of a funny image to just imagine like an octopus going around like munching on a huge like six foot long spider crab leg (laughs)
0: octopuses are so
1: wild they are
0: they're just living their lives.
1: As you can imagine, the spider crabs are at their most vulnerable to predators right after they molt and when their exoskeleton hasn't fully hardened yet, as we kind of talked about with when they're in that sort of fleshy and vulnerable state. And also the young are smaller and more vulnerable to predation as well. But this leads to like the cute fact that Blathers was talking about. The young will actually decorate their shells with other like shells and sponges and tubes and stuff from the ocean floor to help them hide and camouflage from predators more. And yeah, this is just such a cute detail. I'm like very obsessed with this idea. The way they do this is actually so interesting too. They'll use their claws to tear off the sponge from whatever substrate it's on and then they'll bring it up to their mouth parts to specially orient and shape it before they attach it to their own shell. And they'll do this like using secretions. And then once the sponge is on the shell, it's able to actually regenerate and basically colonize the spider crab's shell. So this is such a cool like adaptation. And I guess this is a form of symbiosis. It sounds pretty like mutual.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, like the the sponge has just, like, got a nice new home that walks around. and Yeah. Oh, that's so neat. I mean, this is what people wish their moss walls would turn into. Just, like, <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, decorated, living stuff.
1: Yeah, it sounds so pretty, really.
0: Yeah, I would love that. I want, like, a hat with all <laughs> these sponges on it, just living.
1: Yeah, that would be so cool.
0: So speaking of the young, what, what does spider crab reproduction look like
1: well another kind of cute thing is that the mother spider crabs will carry their fertilized eggs around attached to their arms or i guess legs until they hatch which is very caring and motherly but also very impressive because they can have up to 1.5 million eggs per season whoa so yeah i guess they have long legs for a reason (laughs) jeez a lot of eggs on those legs. Oh, man. Yeah, that that's a lot to carry. But once they hatch, the larva will undergo four stages of development. At first, they look very different from their parents with small, transparent bodies. But as they age, they'll molt and grow, eventually becoming those huge adults that we know and moving into deeper waters. And also, apparently, their growth between the different larval stages is very dependent on the temperature of the water. And if the water is colder, they'll stay in each stage for longer, which is interesting. And it definitely made me think about climate change and what effect that might have for them and their development. I didn't actually, like, read anything about climate change, but that was definitely the first thing that came to mind for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I mean, on that topic... How are they doing conservation wise? You mentioned that they're fished and that they can get stuck in fishing nets.
1: Yeah, so they haven't been evaluated by the IUCN Red List, which seems to be a theme of animals that I've covered lately. But apparently, there have been noticeable declines in their population, and people have had to go into deeper waters to be able to harvest them harvesting of Japanese spider crab is apparently forbidden in the spring when the crabs move to shallower waters to reproduce. And I also read that there might be some sort of captive breeding going on. I couldn't really find a lot of details about any of those projects, but it hmm. seems like that might be happening. So it it seems like it's not, it doesn't seem like it's like a super urgent issue and that it doesn't seem like it's being I haven't I didn't see a lot of like articles about, oh, how we're going to save the spider crab or anything like that. But maybe it's just not on people's radars as much because they're not, you know, a panda or like they're not cute, I guess.
0: Yeah. And like also anything that's in deeper water is just like so hard to manage. And especially if you don't have like a baseline population, like if you don't know how many were there in the first place, it's so hard to like come up with like species recovery plans and just like, I don't know, it it might just be a matter of like, they don't really know what the solution is apart from like your basic ocean conservation solutions in general, like, and yeah, putting harvesting limits. So maybe that's another reason why we don't hear about it too much.
1: Yeah, totally. And it sounds like most of the information we have about them is pretty anecdotal, just from divers kind of seeing them when they're diving and so it sounds like we really don't have an idea of what their population is like hmm
0: it makes sense though. that they they would be illegal to harvest during that molt because yeah they'd be be such easy targets Yeah.
1: yeah that's true when they come yeah when they come into shallower waters
0: well that was super interesting thank you so much sophia i feel like i have a lot more sympathy for these crazy looking crabs now Yeah, like they almost seem kind of cute.
1: I know. I'm glad we did them. I I like them a lot. I actually have been working on a short story about crabbing because my my grandpa was a crabber like here in in Vancouver. He had a crab trap company and everything where he made his own crab traps. So, yeah, I was sort of like doing a lot of research about crabbing this week anyway. And I was like, let's do the spider crab.
0: That's so neat. I didn't know that about your grandpa. That's cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. He was amazing. And then and then my grandma would make chili crab with all the crabs he caught. And yeah. Oh, that sounds
0: so good. Well, that's awesome. Well, thanks again, Sophia, for doing all the research for this week. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at beyondblathers. And check out our TikTok at beyond underscore blathers.
1: And don't forget to take a look at our shop update at etsy.com shop slash beyond flathers. Tune in next week
0: to learn more about the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Bye.
1: Bye.